0: legged dvds kyle you used to sell them you know from what i remember those were not always the highest quality in terms of the picture darby cast wild Card friday kyle and i we were just talking about high quality piracy kyle what you were doing probably wasn't it but how inspiring is the right kind of piracy kyle now, many of the long-time listeners know exactly where I'm going with this. But some people who are newer are wondering, hey, what the heck? And that's a fair question. But if you're new here, you might want to take this opportunity to walk the proverbial plank with a pair of concrete loafers on. And then you sink to the bottom of the ocean as it relates to podcasts. And you're never... Gonna be on this ship because you're dead. As a metaphor, right, Kyle. But we're doing a little time travel pirate adventure, who done it today? You better believe it. Let's just cut through all the formalities, Kyle, and climb into the crow's nest of our imagination, where the skies are clear and the winds of inspiration hit us squarely in the feelings. Kyle, some people have not been on a time travel adventure with us before. And what a shame that is. But what a treat this is. To step in on a day like today. Now, we've already been to Tortuga in the 1600s. Episode 92, Kyle, entitled Don't Mess With China. But for this time travel pirate blast... I think it probably makes the most sense for us to go back to 1717. Port Royal? Port Royal. Hard to say which one is right, Kyle. But this is going to be pretty intense. We all have that premonition. Of course, we will be traveling on the SS Darby Cast, the time travel vessel that is the size and dimensions of an aircraft carrier. And I've got some serious news for you. I have upgraded the snack room Yet again, we've got culinary delights, ranging from sushi, to Pringles, to filet mignon, to BLT's, extra bacon, obviously, milkshakes, full boxes of king-size Butterfingers, Kyle. Now there's something that'll jack up your teeth, but strengthen your resolve, right? Orange soda with crushed ice. No problems there. Paninis. Kyle. Italian grilled sandwiches. Impossible burgers. And that one was a trap. If you got excited for an impossible burger, it's impossible for us to tolerate your presence on this time travel rig any longer. Get out. Turn off the podcast. And maybe go shave off your eyebrows so people know to avoid you. If you're going to be a disgusting freak who enjoys impossible burgers, you might as well look the part too. But let's begin our pirate adventure, Kyle. Close your eyes. Not just you, Kyle, everybody. And let's start this pirate journey correctly. Where are we starting? Today, in the present but at Sandals Resort, Jamaica. Really well-run establishment. No matter where you go on that property, if you need a towel, you can call it out, and somebody will bring you one. And you don't even have to pay extra for it. That is the Sandals difference. Imagine the radiant sun of Jamaica, tap dancing on your skin as the soft melody of steel drums echoes from a faraway location. We're by the pool, you and me. There are a lot of attractive people here, but they are most enraptured by you, quite obviously, because you're a 10. You are today, at least. There's something about you today where everything is firing, everything's working for you. You can't miss. You've got a piña colada in hand, letting the people around you know that relaxation is pretty high on your personal totem pole of priorities. We're having a good time. But it's not just you and me there at this Sandals Resort, poolside cabana. Who shows up? Of course, Kyle. And you know what, Kyle? In the last couple time travel journeys, we transformed you into a dog. For a pirate adventure, doesn't make any sense. What does make sense, though, Kyle, is transforming you into a parrot, a scarlet macaw. Kyle, you land next to us, pretty gracefully, actually. And what do you say? I miss Jimmy Buffett! And you don't hear any protests from us on that call-out. We all miss Jimmy quite a bit, right? Cheeseburger in paradise, Kyle. And speaking of which, who shows up next? That's right, Jeff Goldblum with a George Foreman grill plugged into a portable power bank and he's making gourmet burgers on the go. So our team's looking pretty sharp. Jeff's making you a burger, but you glance over to the far end of the pool and you see a hot chick. A redhead, no less. And some redheads are not the best to look at. We've all seen a redhead or two that makes us all think, ah, what's the point? But not this one, Kyle. It's our girl Katrina. And she has never looked better. She sees us and does some high knees, kind of sprints through the water over towards us, and then she says, well, actually, kind of yells.
1: Hell yeah, right fucking there, uh, cabana party. I am so wet from the pool.
0: A uh, hey, guys, good to see you would have been fine. But that's how Katrina operates. We've known this for a while. It was nice of her to add the from the pool. But if we're being honest, what an afterthought that from the pool call out was. But Katrina goes up to you. She gives you a hug. She's excited to see you. And what does she say?
1: FYI, since I saw you last, I bought a hairless cat. So now I have two.
0: You and I both laugh politely. We're unamused, but it's the right thing to do to build some rapport. A pool attendant approaches us and gives us all extra towels. We don't need them, but we might. You never know. A cool breeze is tickling our sensibilities. But then this momentary calm is obliterated by a massive thud. Joe Biden has just broken the two cardinal rules of pool safety, which are, don't run by the pool, and if you're in a hurry, might want to have some footwear on. Biden is yard-sailed out on the pool deck, and it's a pretty big scene, but not so much so that The attractive strangers at Sandals Resort, Jamaica, can take their eyes off of you. The complete ten. Pool attendants rush to help up Biden, and he mumbles, Think about it. You ain't black. Which is not true. The pool attendant is black. But what are you going to do, right? So you are carefully observing the scene, and you can't help but voice... Hey, so this is a mess, and I nod in agreement, appreciating your insightful concerns. We hear a loud crash from the dock, which is adjacent to the pool, because it's Sandals Resort Jamaica, right on the beach. Can't beat it. But we hear a crash, and it's none other than disgraced public health official Anthony Fauci. Tremendous liar, mischievous goblin. He has a head wound from crashing his jet ski into the dock, but he stumbles towards us and he says,
2: I'm a tall guy with great ideas. I invented science and people think I'm amazing.
0: Everything he just said lies. Tall guy? No. Great ideas? Absolutely not. He invented science? Are you kidding? And people think he's amazing? people want Fauci's head on a pike or in a trebuchet, severed from his body and launched to the moon. That's at least what I've heard from people. This is a heck of a crew. That's probably what a lot of you are thinking to yourselves right now. How are we going to manage a crew this dynamic? I'll tell you how. Two words. One person. Illuminati Mike who has been standing near us the whole time flexing his biceps and telling kids about why George Soros isn't okay. I direct everybody's attention towards the SS Derby cast aircraft carrier parked right outside of the resort but then I pull out a palm pilot I hit a couple buttons using the stylus and the whole thing transforms into a Spanish man of war, outfitted with positivity. Fauci can't help himself, and he remarks, That thing is unimpressive. I'll tell you what is, though. Me. I went to Tom Brady's birthday party last year. Tom Brady would never invite Fauci anywhere, and we all know it. You slap Fauci in the face and you say, You're a war criminal. And Tom Brady is so much better than you at everything. He's a champion and you're not, quite frankly. And everyone is just stunned by your integrity. It's pretty obvious that this time travel journey wouldn't really function without you, your leadership skills and authenticity. Undeniably instrumental to our impending success. We all get that sense. As evening approaches, our team gathers on the deck of the SS Darby Cast, which is now a Spanish galleon. And I tell everybody, I say, we've got a quest that we're going to go on. And we're going to retrieve the dolphin gauntlet, the seahorse amulet, and the tidebender's tease from the treacherous era. Of seventeen, seventeen Port Royal. Illuminati Mike flexes with anticipation. Katrina is eating a popsicle in a way that none of us find unpleasant, and we all make our way to the navigation. Who done it? Lot of buttons. I push them in, and then you say, "Let's execute the stuff that needs executing." be they people or objectives. And once again, I am just floored by the way that you can just punctuate a moment with the right thing to say. We all feel that way. I make eye contact with you, let you know that I want you to press the time travel button, and you do it. And blinding light engulfs the ship as waves hammer the bow and we sail towards the glowing horizon of the past, ready to embark on a thrilling quest filled with danger, desire, and destiny. Sandals Resort disappears into our metaphorical rearview mirror, and we're focused on the future, which also happens to be in the past. What a show. The briny scent of 1717's sea air embraces us, But we're all kind of upset because now that we're in 1717, there's no steel drum music, no pina coladas, no extra towels. But the pleasantries of modernity will have to wait. Now won't they, Kyle? I instruct everybody that the first order of business is to blend in. So we go to the ship's wardrobe and armory, which houses an opulent array of garments and weaponry. Katrina dons a lavish gown. It's got intricate lacework and is a deep emerald green, which is a stark contrast to her fiery red hair. The dress really shows off her chest. Those puppies are close to spilling out. She smuggles a pair of ornate daggers, strategically, underneath her attire. And then she says...
1: Maybe I'll be the one doing the stabbing for a change. Ha 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 Am I right, Kyle?
0: Kyle responds and says,
1: Tighten up the language, Katrina!
0: And we all appreciate that, Kyle. We really do. Takes a village to keep Katrina in a decent lane. I put on a bold captain's outfit, complete with a tricorn hat, a jacket with gold trimmings, hinting it power, and strong decision-making skills. I've got a cutlass and a flintlock pistol. You opt for a more understated look. Crisp white shirt, leather waistcoat, and breeches. Choice allows for agility. Crucial for a bosun. Now that's a tricky word because it's written boatswain, swain. But you're our bosun, which means you're in charge of equipment, and making sure that the ship is in tip-top shape. Your weapons are a pair of short-bladed daggers and a crossbow. And typically, I hate crossbows because I think the crossbow community is so full of cowards in the modern era, right? It was different in Port Royal. But I'm serious about this. The modern-day crossbow community, you don't want to spend time with them, not even for a second. Those guys go to Hooters every day, and I've never been. It might be great, but it does have a reputation, does it not, Kyle? Illuminati Mike can't help but show off his physique, opting for an open vest that reveals his muscles, goes for a pair of rugged pants, and then his weaponry, quite simple, a massive broadsword, which he swings with ease. Fauci chooses the most flamboyant and impractical ensemble that we've ever seen. Feathered hat, cane, looks like a pimp from 1970s St. Louis. Joe Biden puts on some linen trousers and a powdered wig and emphatically yells the N-word. You non-verbally shoot me a look that communicates that this adventure is already full of a lot of surprises. And I meet you where you're at. We share a very understanding look. Jeff Goldblum, who's looking like a world-class pirate chef, confronts Joe Biden and he says, Joe,
2: I think you meant to say burger. Real talk. Is anyone up for some sliders?
0: Boy, are we lucky to have a chef like Jeff Goldblum aboard this pirate ship to keep everything together. Burgers Bridge Gaps, right? BurgersBridgeGaps.com, Kyle. Maybe we make it like a friend meetup app where two people just meet up over a burger and make a really strong connection. It's a multi-billion dollar business idea and you know it. But our whole crew goes into Port Royal. Looking good. And it is just a bustling hub of commerce, treachery, and vice. And we're getting a lot of attention. You especially, because you're a 10. As we're wandering the streets of Port Royal, trying to get a lay of the land, you spot a sign hanging outside of a dingy building that reads, Miss Juggs, purveyor of fine goods and secrets. Sounds pretty sketchy, so you nudge your Illuminati mic and you say, Come with me. You go in there and the interior of this place is dimly lit, and the shelves are cluttered with trinkets and artifacts. A woman, presumably Miss Juggs, doesn't have as big of cans as any of us would expect. Juggs is simply her family name. It's not related to her chest. Surprises at every turn on this adventure, right, Kyle? She gets the sense that we're looking for artillery weapons. And Illuminati Mike says, We need big guns, Miss Juggs. Also, take a look at these guns. Miss Juggs isn't into black guys, so... Mike's biceps are falling on deaf ears? Blind eyes? In either case, Kyle, we're gonna have to pay full price. Or so it seems, until you step up. And you say, Miss Juggs, we need these cannons for a good cause. And she says, okay, like, you have my attention. And then you just spill the beans and you say, we're trying to do the right thing. And that's just music to her ears. She says, say less. There's so many low ethics pirates coming through here. And I can just sense that you're amazing. I will sell you the craziest cannons in this whole region for nothing. And then you go and give Miss Juggs a warm embrace. You lightly stroke her face and say, I love you. Cannons acquired, right? That was risky, but we got the cannons. While this is all going down, Katrina is drawn to some rip-roaring laughter emanating from a nearby establishment called Madame Fleur's Pleasure House. Katrina strides in confidently, and within a moment, she's deep in conversation with the madam. As the conversation unfolds, she looks around and sees all the whores. And she has a moment of clarity and she says,
1: These sluts deserve a better life, and so do I.
0: The madam of the pleasure house begins crying, reflecting on her shameful life of profiteering off of young women with daddy issues. The madam then grabs a pistol out of a box, labeled In Case of Emergencies. And then she blasts her own face off. Because of an odd business loophole that exists in Port Royal, Katrina becomes the new madam. But she's got a different game plan in mind. Right then and there, she calls an all-hands staff meeting, and she says,
1: All right, sluts, gather round throw them at him in a dumpster, and let's get to work on stepping up our game. Hell yeah, right fucking there. Put it in all the way. Work, that is. Self-improvement. Hell yeah.
0: So I've been showing leadership skills, you've been showing leadership skills, and then total curveball, Katrina. Talk about a way to set expectations and take command of an organization straight from the get-go. We all meet up and... We go to the local tavern and we see a disheveled man swaying with a bottle in hand and he catches your attention and you say, Hey dog. And the guy says, who's asking? And you and I share another one of our famous looks and it's like, what's happening? What's going on here? But then the guy starts speaking again. He says, I am Mr. Thibodeau. And I'm a cartographer. I smoke opium, drink whiskey, and my feet bleed pretty regularly. I have not been able to figure that out, but we all play the hand that we're dealt. And then you say, if you're someone who knows the waters surrounding Port Royal, we need your expertise. And the man laughs, taking another swig from his bottle, and he says... I am so loaded right now, and that's good enough for us. The sun sets, and we all enter the tavern, and this tavern is incredible. It's alive, with music, laughter, and tales of the high seas. There's a motley crew of buccaneers, cutthroats, and sailors, and they're just putting on a relaxation clinic. Illuminati Mike recognizing the importance of camaraderie in forming a cohesive crew, because we need some bros to man these cannons that you cleverly negotiated, specialty price on the house via Miss Juggs. We're going to need some sailors to handle these. Mike steps up, and with his muscular presence and magnetic charisma, he begins clapping rhythmically and then he picks up a trash can and he says ordinary trash can right wrong brothers Mike just pulled off an impromptu trash can stomp routine, so quite naturally, all the people in the tavern want to join our crew. That's just the way things work. A group of bros comes up to us, and they introduce themselves as the high-integrity friends with good ideas. Perfect match for our crew. No doubt. You connect with them in a big way. You say, I'm glad you're with us. Can I get you a beverage? From time to time, do you ever get scared? I won't tell anyone. You earn their trust. You don't gain it, you earn it with questions like that. You keep going. You say, Sometimes I drink too much rum, and then I throw up. You're just putting on a masterclass of vulnerability, letting these guys know what it's all about. Being a part of our crew means that you got to be yourself first and part of the crew second. Not to say that your responsibilities as a member of the crew aren't important, but you're an individual first. That's what you're telling them with these honest disclosures and high quality questions. You keep following up and you say, do you find ghosts spooky? How long of a streak of bad luck would you have to have before you started wondering if you crossed the path of the wrong black cat i've never been more amazed in my entire life at how you're connecting with these guys and you're the equipment manager you're the bosun you're not the quartermaster but our crew believes in indexing heavily on doing the right thing and you're doing the right thing in a way that's so astonishing that i don't know if my face is ever going to go back to normal i think i'm always going to have this mild look of amazement for the rest of my days after a full evening of doing things right we stumble out of the tavern to find mr thibodeau the cartographer surprisingly sober now sort of he's smoking an opium pipe now but he's clutching a worn out map And he says, this will lead you to the artifacts. But you must be wary of the sirens of Silent Cove. We say, thanks, Thibodeau. Thanks a lot. Get some help, man. You're like, you seem like a good guy. But you gotta know when to say when. Like, you're a mess, dude. Maybe it's time for you to go back to the States. Island life isn't for everybody, Mr. Thibodeau. Mr. Thibodeau is still pretty deep in his addiction, and he lashes out at us, and he says, you don't know anything. You don't fucking know anything. You put a hand on my shoulder, and you say, we got to let him go. This isn't our fight. And you're not wrong, but we make our way back to the boat, and we're greeted by Joe Biden. This is his first time meeting the high-integrity friends with good ideas, our new team members and he addresses them and he says tally you retarded faggots love
2: is love i mean it seriously it's not about barrakin delingador it's about rawatang edition black people overall black people
0: overall and then he goes up to each of the new crew members and he says
2: you ain't black you ain't black you ain't black you sir ain't black Well, well, looks like we've got another guy who ain't black. Uh, Oh, you ain't black either. You ain't black. You ain't black. You ain't black.
0: (sighs) Joe, right? He's not wrong. All the guys are Caucasian or Caucasian adjacent looking. But it's just a weird way to greet anybody. But then Fauci shows up and... Seems like he wants to go for high score in the game of how do I greet people in the weirdest way imaginable. Fauci says, I am not a mass murderer. My height is an optical illusion and I'm actually six feet tall. On the Tinder app, I get a lot of matches with women. I've never been on Craigslist and met up
2: with a group of guys who play with model trains while dressed up as robots. Also,
0: I don't find barnyard animals remotely attractive. (sighs) Just when we thought Fauci couldn't get any more concerning. He does, right? Because we know he lies about everything. So, he is a mass murderer. He's as short as he looks. He's matching probably with a lot of dudes on Tinder. He's doing Craigslist trains robot meetups. And keep him away from petting zoos. Kyle, the high integrity friends with good ideas are looking a little bit uneasy and they have every right to feel that way. But then who steps up? That's right. Chef Goldblum. And he says,
2: burgers, anyone?
0: The high integrity friends with good ideas aren't all the way bought in until Kyle, you step up and you say, Goldblum makes pretty mean burgers. Guys, you're going to want to try these. And they're in. And we all are aboard the pirate ship and we all share some laughs and some stories. You get people to open up even more than you did previously by asking great questions. You go up to the new crew members and they're becoming friends more than colleagues pretty quick as a result of you. You go up to one guy and you say, do you have a sweet tooth? It's okay. I do letting him know that it's okay to be himself. You go up to another pirate and you say, can I ask you something? He nods. And you say, tell me about the tallest guy you've ever seen. You keep wowing everybody with your connection skills. You go up to another pirate and you say, are you pretty meticulous with your record keeping? Because I'm not. Great way to get somebody to open up. You're on fire and you can't miss. So you keep going and you find another pirate. You put your arm around him and you say, do you have a go-to restaurant? And if you ask them for the usual, would they know what you were talking about? Nobody's getting in your way as you put on this masterclass. You keep going, go up to another guy and you say, what's your take on lesbians? Fact or fiction? Everybody loves you. Everybody thinks you're the greatest, but you're not done yet. You go up to another fellow and you say, how long can you hold your breath? That it's longer than I can do it. You just seem like a really amazing guy. So skilled. Are you? You're just layering in compliments all while Goldblum is serving up avant-garde burgers using ingredients that he... Bought at a local market. Some ingredients with which we're not even familiar. But he pulls it off. We all go to bed, and the next morning we wake up and we're ready to keep this adventure going. Make our way to Silent Cove. As Goldbloom's cooking up some burgers with some seagull eggs, which we like, right? Because we hate seagulls, and we're fine plundering their nests and eating their young. Tasty eggs, actually, but nothing quite like a breakfast burger, Kyle. But Goldblum takes Katrina aside because Katrina wants to come along for this journey. And Goldblum has a heart-to-heart with her. And he says, Katrina, you're important to all of us.
2: And for that reason, you're going to have to spend this adventure uh, ashore. Let me level with you here. I don't want to be the guy who says you're... uh, asking for sexual assault with the way you dress and the way you act and talk. But that's exactly what's going on. The high integrity. Friends with good ideas would probably try to pound you if times got tough.
0: And that's, well, it is what it is. You get it, right? What an amazing chef, right? Not only is he making tasty meals with the George Foreman, but he's able to have hard conversations. But that doesn't mean That those hard conversations are easy to receive. Katrina is a little bit disgruntled, but she takes the coaching and she says,
1: All right, chef, if that's what you think is best, but know this while you're out there, I'll be making waves of my own. Think of the Houston 500, but in a business sense.
0: Boy, is that startling to hear, but also pretty inspirational if we're looking at it correctly. Miss Juggs and Her team deliver the cannons for our ship. Illuminati Mike makes another pass at Miss Juggs. She's still not real keen on it. But good effort by Mike, right? We set sail towards Silent Cove as marked on Thibodeau's map. Katrina heads back to the establishment. And with the knowledge that she's acquired from watching you, have key conversations, she recognizes the power of connection. Since the other madam blew her face off with a pistol, Katrina steps up and names the place Katrina's Finishing School, comma, I'm gonna finish you off. The place is transformed from a whorehouse into a place where women can learn cooking, sewing, reading, a little bit about finance, health, personal growth, Glued exercises. The house, once a den of vice, becomes like the top spot in town to find a great gal. If you can look past their personal history. Most guys aren't trying to put a ring on a fucking whore. So like the new incoming classes, better choice, right? Then the quote-unquote varsity squad too many games for anybody's taste kyle but meanwhile on the high seas we're facing some challenges the waters are a bit choppy skies are dark and the ship is caught in a storm biden mistakes the storm for a light drizzle and he thinks it's a good time for a dance in the rain and he starts singing
2: it's like Ray ain on your wedding day it's a free ride uh when you're already raped, it's the good advice that you just didn't take. And who would have thought? It fingers.
0: Alanis Morissette. Ironic. It's a good song. Is it not, Kyle? But as Joe Biden's serenading us, he slips off the deck, falls into the water, and then is promptly eaten by sharks. Fauci decides to say a quick eulogy. I'm not gay. I'm not. Seriously. Nobody's buying it and you step up and you shoot Fauci in the leg and he starts losing quite a bit of blood and then he says, it's fine. I had too much blood anyway. If you don't believe me, you're an enemy of science. What do you even do with that? That's right. Nothing. We ignore Fauci. You, me and Kyle are focused on the storm and the rhythm of the seas. You and Kyle Share a meaningful look. And Kyle makes a pretty honest disclosure to you. And he says. I never went to
2: college.
0: You don't hold it against him at all. You just continue studying the weather. And then you call it out. You understand what's going on. You say the sirens of Silent Cove. That Thibodeau warned us about. They're drawing us in. This storm is not natural. And we hear this hauntingly beautiful melody. Drifting over the waters. The crew is in trance, and they start moving towards the edge of the boat, the railing, Kyle. You and I, because we have developed such a bond, we decide, without any word spoken, to drop a counter melody. We start singing. Two, three, four. Whoa. For the longest time. Whoa, for the longest time. So the sirens are toast. They cannot compete with that level of musical mastery. Illuminati Mike remarks, Looks like their depopulation agenda has been foiled. And that's a great call because they wanted to kill us. But now we're in Silent Cove, a haven of mysteries. Its turquoise water shimmer, reflecting the dense canopy of trees surrounding us. And on the shore stands a colossal stone statue with arms outreached, holding three pedestals, empty, Kyle, awaiting the three coveted artifacts. You step on the sand, and it feels good on your toes, your barefoot. And you turn to me and you say, what's your take on Elon Musk? And I say, I'm not sold on him all the way. There's something off, and it's not just his autism. I think he might have a hidden agenda. Mike strikes a pose, letting us know that he agrees. But then out of nowhere, the stone statue's eyes glow, and a voice resonates and says, To those who seek the treasures of the sea, prove your worth, or forever be bound to me. Then three paths, each distinct in appearance, unravel from the statue. How does that work, right? But the first one is made of water, the second made of leaves, and then the third one is made out of clouds. These three paths, very magical, very different. The team splits up. Kyle, you're with me. You and Illuminati Mike are drawn to the shrubs, there's something that you find pretty captivating about the tone and texture of that path. You're after the seahorse amulet. Mr. Berger, a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum, takes Fauci, who has lost a lot of blood since you shot him in the leg, on the cloud path towards the Tidebender's Tees. Kyle and I, we navigate this maze. Kyle, your vibrant plumage becomes a guiding beacon resonating with the water's frequency in a way that we both find pretty captivating pretty tasteful however an unexpected twist happens the water's reflections start showing my past memories of a time when i doubted my leadership and i'm paralyzed and in that moment all i wish is that you were here with me and kyle kyle i wouldn't trade you out i wish you were still here, Kyle, because you mean a lot to me. But I have established some pretty devastating rapport with you. You're a good friend to me and a total leader. But, Kyle, I am not doing well. And I say to you, Kyle, should I have been an artist? I don't know about this whole pirate captain thing. A lot of self-doubt, right? And Kyle says... Some failed artists go on to do pretty crazy things. Look at Adolf Hitler. Whoa, Kyle. Like, fucking cool it. Not somebody I'd like to be compared to. Okay, pal. I just get the sense that you would have said something quite a bit more inspirational and appropriate had you been with us. Kyle, what a shanked kick of a call out that was. But I find my courage, and Kyle creates a sonic boom with his wings and shatters my fear. And I look down, and I'm wearing the dolphin gauntlet. Meanwhile, you and Illuminati Mike are facing your challenge. As you're walking down this path made of leaves, the leaves are whispering secrets. And then the ghost of Joe Biden shows up and speaks to Mike and says, Mike, Give me a break, Jack. You're a pussy,
2: Mike, a total pussy. This is God's honest truth. I mean it. Also, you're probably not good at ice skating.
0: And that seems kind of racial, but you step up and you give Mike some encouragement and say, Mike, you actually are very brave. You're not a pussy. You're one of the bravest guys I've ever met. And although I'm not sure about your background in ice skating, I bet you could pull it off. You say, let's keep going. Let's find the amulet. You and Mike trek on and eventually happen upon a frozen lake. And sure enough, a pair of ice skates lies at the edge of the shore. This is the moment of truth. Can Mike ice skate? Oddly enough, you're actually a pretty strong ice skater. But you know that as a leader, you've got to delegate. So Mike puts on the ice skates, and then he just puts on a show. He skates backwards towards the seahorse amulet that's on the other side of the lake. He grabs it, skates back, and finishes his routine with a triple axel, and then hands you the seahorse amulet. The amulet's amazing, but so is Illuminati Mike. Jeff Goldblum and Fouch are walking on a cloud. And they encounter a warrior made out of precipitation, a rain, fog-style warrior. Says, all right, Goldblum, you and Fauch have to fight to the death, and to the winner goes the Tidebender's Tease. Goldblum doesn't hesitate, and he pushes Fauci off of the cloud path, and Fauci plummets straight into the depths of hell, where he belongs. The Tidebender's Tease which is actually a hat, uh, gracefully descends onto Jeff Goldblum's head. All of our respective parties reunite at the statue, each holding our artifact, and the statue says, good job. And he didn't have to do that. He could have just said, you got him. But he went above and beyond. Our bonds are stronger than ever. We make our way back to the SS Derby cast, that beautiful Spanish galleon. And we see that high-integrity friends with good ideas are doing what? Using those amazing cannons that we got from Miss Juggs to shoot seagulls out of the sky. Update their titles, right? From good ideas to great ideas. Boy, are seagulls just the worst. What an amazing crew we have. And getting the equipment was totally worth it if for nothing else than exterminating some of these godforsaken seagulls. We get back to the harbor outside of Port Royal, and on the horizon, we see the unmistakably creepy pirate flag of Blackbeard fluttering atop his ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. And this notorious pirate has caught wind of our escapades. Mr. Thibodeau, totally cross-faded on alcohol and opium, spilled the beans without even giving a fight he was like yeah they're going to get some stuff they will probably be back here in a couple days and so blackbeard was just waiting for us this is tense blackbeard closes in on our ship and we're all making eye contact with his crew you and blackbeard have a stare down he feels terrified but doesn't show it what a leader right but before swords can be drawn and Cannons can be blasted. Jeff Goldblum, he steps forward and he says, Uh, hey, Blackbeard, would you and your crew care for some fresh burgers? My treat. Is that the godfather or is that Jeff Goldblum, right? Because he is making an offer that nobody in their right mind could refuse. Kyle. We dock our ships and we head to Katrina's establishment. Everybody sets up the tables it's a team effort and then jeff goldblum sets up the george foreman and begins working his magic just as everybody's about to dig in katrina and her reformed high ethics whores kill all of blackbeard's crew and then katrina shanks blackbeard hundreds of times with her daggers blackbeard's been dead for quite some time but katrina just keeps stabbing And it's so inspiring, but it's also a bit concerning. You recognize this as a teachable moment. So you put a hand on Katrina and you say, babe, I want to celebrate your intensity, but like you're going a little too hard. In the future, what you might be looking to do is something like this. And then you unsheathe your crossbow and you shoot blackbeard who is dead already with a crossbow bolt between the eyes. And then you take your daggers and you carve your initials into his chest. And you say, Katrina, that's, that's how it's done. And Katrina is taking notes as this is happening. What a leader you are. And what a leader Katrina is becoming my goodness. But you finish off your coaching session for Katrina, with Katrina, really, because it was a collab, by putting your hand on her shoulder and looking her in the eye, pausing for a couple seconds, and then saying, Katrina, good job. Overall, good job. Incredible, right? Many of you right now are wondering, well, what's Illuminati Mike up to? And that's a fair question. He is using that humongous sword of his to decapitate anyone on Blackbeard's crew who still has a head on their shoulders just to be safe. You don't want anybody to survive something like that because it would just create so many psychological issues for that person. So it is, in fact, a benevolent act to uh, say it's over and you toast. You just saw your captain and all your friends get whacked, iced, No amount of therapy sessions are going to fix you. So, like, let's just call it a day, right? That's what Illuminati Mike is not doing to these guys. He's doing it for them. And that's an important distinction. Boy, is it, Kyle. Katrina's finishing school, comma, I'm going to finish you off, is just a war zone. But that doesn't mean we're not going to finish our burgers because Goldblum put a lot of effort into this meal. But because half the people in this place are dead, everybody gets two burgers. Now that's a pirate haul that kind of snuck up on us. We all head back to the SS Derby cast. Biden's dead somewhere in the belly of some sharks. Fauci is in hell, and we're all feeling pretty good about it. We say our goodbyes to the high-integrity friends with great ideas. A lot of them try to give you a business handshake, but you just slap their hands away and go in for a hug. Unbelievable how skilled you are at connecting with people. I wish I had that. I really do. I just go around to each of the pirates and I say, have a killer summer. I'm not doing the best job at saying goodbye to these guys because i'm not a fan of goodbyes i'm more of a see you later kind of captain but i know that i'm never going to see these guys again so i retreat to my chambers and have a reflective cry by myself illuminati mike who has also made strong connections with these amazing guys he says gentlemen it's been an honor with hard work, a tight exercise routine, and a reasonably regimented diet, you can reach your fitness goals. Great thought to go out on, right? Some of you right now are probably wondering, what do the artifacts do? What does the dolphin gauntlet do? What does the seahorse amulet do? What is the Tidebenders tease all about? The dolphin gauntlet allows the user to swim really well the seahorse amulet allows people to find their soulmate pretty easily and the tidebender's tees can make tsunamis now why is all of this important you're wondering because we're taking these artifacts back to the present with us and we will be giving them all to lenny kravitz to create the most dynamic and impactful boogie board invitational that this world has ever seen so we zap back to the present we locate Lenny Kravitz and we say Lenny with this dolphin gauntlet you will be able to referee the boogie board invitational make sure there's no foul play with this seahorse amulet everybody who attends the boogie board invitational will find true love and then have a lot of high-integrity, birth-control-free encounters after getting married. Lenny is on board with that. He loves holy matrimony. You know, last time I talked about the Lenny Kravitz boogie board invitational, parentheses, heal the world one wave at a time. We thought that we would have to use nukes to create the waves, but now we have the Benders T's to make the best waves imaginable. Just take a second, okay? And just imagine Lenny Kravitz carving through the water while holding a bullhorn and saying, you're up next. And then you boogie board a huge wave and you win the competition, find your soulmate, and then are presented with a trophy and a couple fish tacos. Event will be sponsored by Rubio's baja grill none of this event could be pulled off without these artifacts so if we want to bring this full circle kyle what did you accomplish by selling bootleg dvds made a couple bucks what did we just do as a team we brought love boogie boards and fish tacos to the world maybe we bring this whole thing outside of the Gaza Strip, and everybody just says, what are we even fighting about? Get Lenny. You want to just like have some fish tacos and square this thing away once and for all? I respect you. You respect me. We're all just trying to do our best here. Things have gotten really out of hand, but do you want to paddle out together? That's what this whole thing's about. That's why we got these artifacts. Heal the world. Send this episode to somebody who could really use it today. Send this to somebody who needs a boost, who thinks that war is back on the menu. No, it's not. Burgers are on the menu. And so's friendship and boogie boarding and fish tacos and Lenny Kravitz and Kyle as a parent and you as a leader and Illuminati Mike as a physical fitness advocate. That's going to do it for Darby Wildcard Friday. Seriously, send this to somebody because this was an amazing episode. Let's just call a spade a spade. Kyle, you call it. Want to go get some fish tacos? Or a burger?